Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sandberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on Beeson, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. A fun weekend in the NBA. Sunday provided a lot of excitement. You got the Celtics taking on the uh, Brooklyn Nets in a game that was really everything that you wanted it to be because you got stars playing against stars. Right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together again. Reunited, and it felt so good. And it was a small glimpse of what the Brooklyn Nets could be. And for the Celtics, it was just another example of how dangerous this team is. The Boston Celtics beating the Nets, 126-120. They trailed going into the fourth quarter, and they came away with the come-from-behind victory. Jason Tatum scores 54 points with five rebounds and three assists. He was 16 of 30 from the field, 8 of 15 from three-point range. Jason Tatum taking 15 three-pointers. I mean, you know, leave him open, huh? Uh, Jalen Brown chipped in with 21. Marcus Smart had 14. And for the Nets, Kevin Durant had 37. Kyrie Irving had 19. LaMarcus Aldridge, 14 off the bench. They definitely still need um, to get contributions from other guys. Goran Dragic played 22 minutes, scored just seven points. Patty Mills only scoring three points on one three-pointer made. That's about it. Um, so the Nets still need some help and could get Ben Simmons maybe at some point. We shall see. Uh, but this was a, a quick glimpse at what the Nets could look like. Boston, meanwhile, just continues to shine. This team is really dangerous. In fact, this team has been playing like the best team in the NBA since the calendar flipped to 2021, or excuse me, 2022. 
And that's not like hyperbole. Like the Boston Celtics have literally been the best team in the NBA since 2022. And just look at this. They, right now, since January 1st, have the best defensive rating in the NBA. Their net rating of 11.7 is five points per 100 possessions better than any team in the Eastern Conference. They are 16-3 and in their last 19 games. And they are the only team in the Eastern Conference with a winning record against teams above 500. They have won 10 consecutive games against teams currently in the playoff picture. I don't know what was the biggest change. Perhaps it just took a little bit of a while to... um, really buy into Ikem uh, uh, Udoka's, uh, Ime Udoka's uh, scheme. Robert Williams has become a true uh, rim defender. And Marcus Smart has been great. You know how great he is on the defensive side of the football. And also, Marcus Smart said that um, ball movement has been the biggest difference. Since returning from a calf strain on January 23rd, Marcus Smart is averaging 6.1 assists per game. He has 103 assists to just 38 turnovers. That was before this game against the Nets. He had nine more assists in this game against the Nets. We also had five turnovers. So let's make that a hundred and uh a hundred and twelve assists on forty three turnovers. It's just it's crazy. This team right now plus nine fifty to win the Eastern Conference. You gotta believe that number is gonna change, and I and I know that everyone's talking about the Sixers and the Nets and the Bucks. The Miami Heat are incredible as well, but plus nine fifty for the Celtics. This team is just uh, they're playing great. It's very. I I understand how difficult the Eastern Conference is, how deep the Eastern Conference is, and where they're going to finish in the standings, I don't know. They're the five right now. They are one game back of the Bulls for the four seed. They're a game and a half back of the Bucks and the Sixers for the two seed. They're four and a half games back of Miami for the one seed. But who wants to play this Boston Celtics team in the playoffs? Celtics-Bulls first-round series, 4-5 matchup. Celtics win that. Celtics then 
against the winner of, you know, let's say it's, let's say second round action. They have to face off against the 76ers. It's a tough series. I think the Celtics are live. Celtics against the Bucks or the Heat. I think they're live as well. Again, there's no one in the Eastern Conference that has a winning percentage above, that has a, a winning record against teams that are above 500. Celtics have that. You can't argue with uh, how great the Celtics. Here we go. <laughs> the Celtics, this is according to StatMuse, started the season 18 and 21 and are now 39 and 27 with the NBA's best defense. And since Jalen Brown tweeted on January 31st, quote, the energy is about to shift. The Celtics are 13 and 2 since that tweet. And 10 of those wins are against current playoff teams. That's just incredible. Best defense in the NBA, best field goal percentage defense in the NBA. Best point differential. Best point differential in the East. They've won 10 straight against teams currently in the playoff picture. Can't say this enough. Celtics plus 950 to win the Eastern Conference. Book it. Not going to get a better number. Could have got a better, better number a while ago. You know, there was numbers out there on the Celtics when they were starting this turnaround. There were numbers out there. You could have gotten the Celtics at much higher than plus 950. But take advantage of the 950 now because that thing's going away. Just like the 1200s went away. Just like the 2500s went away. 950s going away. Celtics to win the East. Let's take a look. Um, I got some current here. Uh, let's see. Now, nah, winter specials. Um, I had thought I had the seeding numbers there, but in terms of where the Celtics will finish with the seed. I think they can get the four seed. Maybe even higher. If they continue this solid play, the Bulls have been struggling as of late. Chicago's lost four straight games. So much for that DeMar DeRozan MVP ticket. Bulls have lost four straight games, and they're now the four seed. Just one game up. On Boston. Two games up on Cleveland. And the Cavs, they're starting, they, you know, they, they've struggled lately, but hey, big win for them here on Sunday. See if they can put this thing together. The Bulls, we know how difficult their schedule is going to be here down the stretch. It was difficult to come out of the All Star break, and it still remains difficult as the Bulls have the most difficult schedule remaining in the NBA for their remaining 18 games. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I, I hate to say it because, you know, as much as I want that DeRozan MVP ticket to hit, it's not going to hit. And especially because the Bulls probably are going to drop further in the standings. This is going to be a team that was tied for the one seed in the East at the All-Star break and is not going to have home court advantage in the playoffs because they're not going to be a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston will be the top four seeds in the Eastern Conference in whatever order you want to throw them in. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. You're buying into that Boston Celtics ticket with me at plus 950 to win the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't be surprised if I wake up tomorrow and that number's gone with how good that team has been playing. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern for free 
on vsin.com. Scott Sandberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vsin, joined in studio by Mackenzie Rivers, Fox Sports Radio, the Dream Preview podcast as well. And I just got done, Mackenzie, talking about the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Plus 950 to win the conference. That number will not be here tomorrow. No, and neither will 22 to 1 to win the title. It's, I've been I've been on this train. People talk about arbitrary start points like, okay, well, if I say from January 23rd to February 17th, the Pelicans were the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah. Not relevant with the Celtics. If you look at Jalen Brown's injury, you look at the COVID issues in December, literally the moment you could say that that was over, January 1st, mm-hmm. Till today, they've been the best team in the league. Statement win, Jason Tatum going toe-for-toe and better with the great Kevin Durant. So, yeah, the Celtics, I mean, we were talking about the Heat last time I was here. Heat have been very impressive, number one seed. I don't think there's an inch of difference between them right now and the Boston Celtics, best teams in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah, I think the Celtics are live in any playoff series that they play. Uh, The defense has been incredible. It's the best defense in the NBA. And we're talking since January 1st. It's even more alarming and, and more greater uh, the, the difference between them and the next best team. And talking about net rating, they're five points better per 100 possessions than the next highest team. They've won 10 straight games. This is the most impressive thing. They've won 10 straight games against teams currently in the playoff picture. I mean, who's hotter than the Memphis Grizzlies? They opened as three-point underdogs to the Grizzlies. Me, other sharp betters were on top of it. They closed as three-point favorites. The market is finally... After a month of this type mm-hmm. of basketball, saying, okay, who's better than the Celtics? Not very many people. The NBA favorites, NBA title favorites with the Brooklyn Nets for most of this season, they were pretty much fully healthy, except for Ben Simmons. Six-point favorites the Celtics were. The market is spoken. This is a team. It's funny. The the sharp, the game market is spoken, I think, more than what's going to be reflected in the title mm. odds. Uh, you see those square markets eventually catch up. Another thing is Robert Williams. You talk about the defense. Another definitive, like, this is a moment where things are different from they were. Around January 1st, might have been January 3rd, the Globe wrote an article about how Robert Williams was underperforming. He was, he was uh, disappointing to the coach, Ime Aduka. Since then, they've played him off ball more. They've challenged him to be the best uh, help defender in the Eastern Conference, and he's been that. You see his defensive player of the year odds surging. He probably won't get all the way there, but he'll make a defensive first team, and you just see it in the numbers. Like, the difference between them and the second-best defense around this time yeah. is like the difference between an average defense and the second-best yeah. defense. And you just mentioned, you know, maybe there was a lot of stuff at the beginning of the season with the injuries and with COVID, but also the new coach. True, true. And it, it probably took a little bit for this team to buy into Yudoka's system, and now they're implementing it. Never since January 1st, the numbers have spoken for themselves. And, and I was just reading an article before about uh, Marcus Smart and his – facilitating has been he's gotten over 112 assists and only like 30 something 40 something turnovers since yeah. Janu- since the middle of January or not middle of January which is a little later on in this uh stretch run where the Celtics I think have won 16 of their last 19 games it's been unbelievable and it's contagious Doris Burke was talking about this on the broadcast Jason Tatum will will make a pass double teamed he might not get the assist Marcus Smart though will have that same energy that same liveness with the basketball it keeps moving it might have been Marcus Smart that actually set this whole thing in motion. I remember Adrian Wojnarowski came out with an article talking about a players-only meeting after yeah. a Magic loss, and everything was you know tense. Marcus Smart had a pretty simple message: Hey, we need to pass the ball more. 
we've we've seen that in the numbers, their assist numbers. Jason Tatum's assist numbers have gone up every month. So he's actually ascending to be that. We saw this with Kevin Durant years ago where he was a scorer, he was a great player, made the Eastern Conference Finals mm -hmm. at 23, Jason Tatum. Now he's 24, he just had his birthday. Now he's no more, wow, he almost did this as a 19-year-old. As a no, this is real prime basketball from Jason Tatum. I, I, wonder, I wonder what went on during this meeting or whatever meeting because on January 31st, Jalen Brown tweeted out, quote, the energy is about to shift. <laughs> and ever since that tweet, the Celtics are 13 and two. That was a buy signal right there. 13 buy and two. On. And 10 of those 13 wins against current playoff teams. Just that, that tweet right there should have told you everything about the uh, Boston Celtics right now. Plus 2,200 to win the NBA championship, plus 950 to win the Eastern Conference. What did you make of the Bucks Suns game here on Sunday? I know the Suns lost and they didn't cover, which was ridiculous because yeah. they should have covered a 12 to one run in the final three minutes, like RIP to those Suns plus nine tickets. But I think without Devin Booker and Chris Paul, what that game showed me was just truly how deep the Suns are it's and amazing. how dangerous they're going to be in the playoffs. Cam Johnson, probably their most important guard outside of the two you just mentioned that weren't there. He wasn't there. He yeah. wasn't in Milwaukee for this contest. The line moved from six and a half to Bucks minus nine after that, mm -hmm. and they still were right in it. But this is the modern NBA. These dogs always end up losing. Pelicans plus three and a half. You're winning the whole game. Well, in overtime, overtime yeah, you lose yeah, by eight. We know. It's the modern NBA. Just look at the Bucks game. The last time they were at home, they were down 15 with five minutes to go. You could have got in William Hill in Nevada, 56 to one on the Bucks to win outright. I mean, down 15, there's five minutes to go. They win it. They do it. <laughs> it happens over and over again. Uh, Action Network said there was a 1% chance that the Bucks were going to cover with two minutes to go. Yeah. They did it. They covered. There's a, something fundamental going on in basketball. That's why f favorites are covering at 51% the last few years, where these margins, these algorithms based on how close these teams have been when totals were 200, mm -hmm. now that total's 230, they haven't caught up. There's runs that the market just isn't expecting. Defense leads to offense, and you get 15-0 runs more now than you ever in the NBA. Hey, listen, the Clippers were down 19 and a half to the Knicks. I bet the Clippers to win it over plus 500, but it didn't <laughs> it work. Good when it they're did, making that run. They made a run in the third quarter, and I was like, we're live here. But Plus, also, as a Knicks fan uh, my whole life, I know yeah. that they blow these leads. But, but that's, that's the modern NBA. When they're down 12, entering the fourth, they could tie that game and win by 10, or they yeah. could lose by 30. It's a high-variance league. It's a make-and-miss league. In the Western Conference, uh, we saw what Nikola Jokic did, right? Yeah. And, and scoring 30 points in the fourth quarter and overtime. Just unbelievable. The Nuggets are doing all of this without Jamal Murray, yep. without Michael Porter Jr. They're at plus 1,500 to win the West. If they get those two guys back to pair with Gordon, to pair with Nikola Jokic, what's to stop the Denver Nuggets from running through this Western Conference? Well, you look at the Phoenix Suns, they've been banged up. You look at the Golden State Warriors, second favorite. They have all the same guys we expected to come in into this year when the Nuggets were expected to be a better team coming into this year with the roster that they have. Regardless of what you think of the future odds, I think Jokic is 3-1 to one, is almost a must bet at this, at this mm. exact juncture tonight. It might be 2-1 two, two to one tomorrow, and it, it's not as good of a bet. But 46 points, 
28 rebounds, and you mentioned he let the game come to him. Aaron Gordon had been slumping. He'd been, you know, feeding him. He finally got him going, finally got him over 20 points for the first time in a while. But fourth quarter when they needed it, 30 points. Kevin Durant set a record last year with uh, points, rebounds, and assists combined in the playoffs. Yeah. He had crazy number, 51, 17, and 10. Jokic would have topped that. Jokic, if this was a playoff game, would have done something that we've never seen in the history, not Jordan, not Chamberlain. Nobody puts up 80 PRA, points, rebounds, and assists, except for Nikola Jokic. Yeah, he's been absolutely incredible. Uh, taking a look at Monday's schedule, Bulls, Sixers. Philly just gave James Harden the night off, right, a couple yep. of days ago, and and you saw the video. He was out partying with his new teammates, so they're all getting oh, along. They're all getting <laughs> along. Uh, the Bulls have been struggling, though. They've lost four straight games. My DeRozan MVP ticket, might as well throw it in the trash. Um, and they've got the most difficult strength of schedule remaining in the NBA. This one, no different. Sixers, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Where do you lean? Uh, I lean towards the Sixers, and it's all about James Harden. You mentioned that day off, putting up 27, 10, and 10. And that's why he's not the – that's why the Joel Embiid's not the MVP. The fact that the big story, what's going on with the Sixers, is that James Harden has turned that franchise around. Shows you that Joel Embiid is not the MVP at minus 130. Again, another reason why Jokic. Mm-hmm. When the Bulls were at the Sixers in November, this was a three-point – line so these were even teams now James Harden's in the mix and it's minus seven that seems about right that seems like he is that needle mover four point difference the Bulls they've they've been a solid story all year their scoring differential you look at the Pythagorean theorem they should actually have five less wins than they do yeah, currently. Wow. they've been squeaking out a lot of these close wins that mm-hmm. ends up eventually Teams are as good as their scoring margin generally. All right, so it looks like we're going on the Sixers here on Monday. He's Mackenzie Rivers from Fox Sports Radio and the Dream Preview Podcast. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We're going to talk NFL draft coming up. Combine was exciting this weekend. I got to get your thoughts on the number one overall pick. It's coming up next year on The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Scott Satterberg back here with you alongside Mackenzie Rivers in studio joining me from Fox Sports Radio, the Dream Preview Podcast. And uh, we talked a little NBA, Mackenzie. Let's get into uh, the NFL draft. Uh, combine over the, the, the weekend last week. Very excited. I didn't watch a lot of it because I was sweating out a lot of bets this week and weekend. But on Friday, I did catch the big men. Yes. And I did watch uh, E.K. McCornu yes. go through his drills, run the 40, and dude looked impressive. He ran a 4.940. Yeah. He looked good. There's a, there's a concept called speed factor, which is, all right, we know how fast you are. What about how much mass? It's kind of like physics. How much force are you actually exerting to move 280 pounds at a 4.9 speed? I'm not sure where he ranked, but I know among other first-round linemen, it was a clear gap 
and we've we've seen this all week. Mel Kuyper came out on Tuesday, said he was going to be the number one guy, North Carolina State's Ekonwu. Six to one at that point, consensus. Before he ran the 40, it had already dropped a four to one just from that mock draft. Mm-hmm. He runs that 40. You can't get a four to one. You can't get a plus 350. His odds are plummeting. It's pretty much him or Neil now who's going to be the first yeah. overall round pick. I thought maybe the move would be to bet on him because you're getting a better number than Neil. And I think the handicap for the Jaguars has just been about the position, not so much the yes. guy. And I'm sure that maybe the philosophy has now flipped that if you, maybe Evan Neal's the guy to bet now because of the market movement on Equonu. And when it comes to Neal's pro day on March 30th, he could be just as impressive, True. and then his numbers completely change. True, and he did not run the 40 time. A lot of guys are opting to wait for their pro day. Mm-hmm. I think there's still value on Ikonwu, because if it's 50-50, then the guy that's plus 250 has Yeah, then take that, of course, yeah. But there's another way to get at it where all this hype that's around Ikonwu might be Jacksonville-related, or it just might be, hey, this guy did six sports in high school. He ran a 4-9-40. He has a 7-2 wingspan. All these things are kind of just accumulating in which case, the MGM just came out with an over-under three-and-a-half for Ikanu. So if you're bullish, if you think the Jaguars Ooh. are going to take him, go ahead and bet under. But if you want to be a little safer, don't bet the plus 250. You can bet under three-and-a-half. That way you have the Jaguars, Lions, and the third team. Yeah, it well, possibility. It wouldn't be the Lions so because the Lions would probably go with Aiden Hutchinson. He seems like a Dan Campbell guy, right? And plus, he went to Michigan. It's, it just seems natural for him to slide in there. The sure. Texans could make that move and, and go with the tackle. Although a lot of people think the Texans might even go with, uh, you know, maybe Kayvon Thibodeau or something there. I, I, maybe Kyle Hamilton, the safety. This is going to be a very interesting draft, uh, I think, because there's so much uncertainty and there's not a lot of it's not a lot of skill position, guys, okay? Oh, yeah. When it comes to the first quarterback, are you sold on Malik Willis being the first quarterback taken? That number has moved after uh, Kenny Pickett measured his hands and mm-hmm. uh, Malik Willis threw a 40-yard bomb. It went from plus 150 to now minus 170 to be the first quarterback selected. I guess he wins by default because mm-hmm. I wasn't super high on Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell or Matt Corral. And here's why I think any NFL team that if it's the Lions taking Willis at two or any team that's pick it at six, anybody in the top 20 that's taking a quarterback, I think is making a mistake Mm. because it wasn't that long ago, September college football season was starting when I was talking about, Ooh, Spencer Rattler's only plus 250 to be the number one overall. (laughs) He's not, he's plus 250 to play in the NFL one day now. He's going back to South Carolina to play college again. So huge disappointment. Uh, The UNC guy, Howell, he was plus 350, number one overall. Mm-hmm. Now he's 100 to one. So huge disappointment. So the fact that these guys have fallen off, don't let it convince you that Malik Willis has suddenly overimpressed or yeah. suddenly been worth a number two overall, <laughs> overall pick. Just because the, every one of his peers are falling off, don't get excited. Don't make that bad pick at number two when really this is like a number 32 type player. Yeah. Is there, do you think it's worth it? to put a little sprinkle on Malik Willis to go number one overall. And the only reason, the only way it could happen is if the Lions leak information out there that they're taking a quarterback. Because if the Lions make it known that they're taking a quarterback, then maybe a team like Carolina, maybe a team like Washington decides to leapfrog them 
to take the quarterback. But if everyone's putting Aiden Hutchinson with the Lions and they're pretty much saying that this is our guy, then no one's going to trade with the Jaguars as badly as the Jaguars would love to trade down. So do you think that there's any sexiness there in putting a little flyer on? You know, I didn't, I didn't 45 seconds ago, but I'm starting to, to pick up what you're putting down in the fact that I remember when Mario Williams was was the number one overall pick, and it was either Bush, Williams, or Leinert. Uh-huh. And I have a famous uncle, big deal. He's uh, Mike Shanahan, right? He's my uncle. I was, I was. He's like a well known. He's, he's, yeah. he's somewhat known. Yeah. One day he'll make the Hall of Fame, even. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was I was talking to him, and he thought it was crazy that they were going with Williams, and he said, "I don't really." Not love only did they go with him, they signed him to a contract before the draft. Right away, right away. <laughs> and he said, "I don't really love Leinert. I don't really love Reggie Bush, but Mario Williams." is another guy, and you don't get that many chances at the number one overall pick mm-hmm. to select another guy. So Akanu ran a fast time. Neal's a really solid offensive tackle. Aiden Hutchinson, ultra-productive. Thibodeau, you know, coming into this year, was as, as freakish athletically as anyone you know, was projected to be. None of them are that impressive. So the fact that none of them really demand the number one pick, yeah, if I want a quarterback and – I have to trade my the number two and a fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I'm gonna make that deal because this year, unlike most years, the difference between one and two is not that bi- not that big of a difference. Yeah, and, you, and and for the Jaguars, they would love to trade down. They're they're a lot more than right. just one piece away yes. from. And for Doug Peterson to come into that organization, he has the he has the franchise quarterback. He's got a really good running back that didn't play this year. Yep. Right, we're, we're all Travis waiting on Travis at the end to, to play. He's got good weapons on the outside some attractive names on defense, he's got to build now from from the lines out. If he can get an offensive lineman, which if he moves back in the draft, you got a guy like Charles Cross. You have a couple other offensive linemen that that can go later in the first round. And if he can stockpile some draft picks for the future, they would love to trade out of it. The issue is finding that team that's willing to move up to get somebody like Malik Willis. And offensive linemen are they're like a like a bag of rice. Like mm. you're not gonna be very surprised. With a quarterback, you might have Joe Montana and you might have Ryan Leaf on your hands, and you might not know three weeks into training camp. When it comes to these offensive linemen, if I'm the Jaguars, yeah, maybe Akanwu's a, a legendary Hall of Fame type lineman. He's not better than two solid offensive linemen I can get in the back of the first round draft. He's just not. Yeah. You're just if you're like you said, if you're building from the inside out. You need more than one asset. You need multiple things to hit right for to have any kind of success uh, in the, in this year. And, and they're probably not even thinking about this year, Doug Peterson, as much as building towards the future. Yeah, of course. Uh, where have you settled in on the whole Aaron Rodgers saga? Will he be, will he be back in Green Bay? Uh, he'll be back in Green Bay, but he'll make us do 15 segments over the next two weeks. <laughs> Appar- apparently, he's he's like he has like uh, trouble now. Like he thinks the Packers are the best relationships, but the Broncos have the best roster. And, okay, I get it. I mean, if you're the best in the world, like Nikola Jokic, and you're repeating MVP, mm-hmm. you get to, you know, do this little song and dance. But, I mean, it's, it, it's a show, right? It's, did it's, you, it's for clicks. It's for Instagram yeah. clicks and Pat McAfee feeds. But, did you, know. you see the uh, Devontae Adams report about I, the that Devontae Adams bought a uh, house here in Vegas? The Raiders. All right, Roger. Is it a package deal? Is it official? I don't know. Car they, they, for they, car in uh, <laughs> the tight end. For, 
I mean, that works for me. But uh, the reports were is that Devontae Adams bought a house here in Vegas uh, last week or over the weekend. We know that uh, he was Derek Carr's uh, roomie there at Fresno and would love to uh, get a nice free agent contract here, although – you know, Packers will my, franchise him my and trade him. My initial thought maybe. was that Rodgers would not come back because there was too many Burns bridges. Yeah. The fact that Adams is already buying a house, that if he doesn't sign, if, if I knew tomorrow that Adams had signed for a different team or if he wasn't coming back to mm-hmm. the Packers, that would change my opinion on Rodgers because it does oh, seem of like... Of course. Absolutely. You know, Michael Jordan said, I'm not going to play for another coach. I'm not going to play without Scottie Pippen. I'm not... Aaron Rodgers... Did tweet out that whole last dance thing. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> He realizes that he's won one sixth the amount of championships, I right? Know, I know. He's made one sixth the amount of finals, but somehow he's standing there with Scottie Pippen doing the fer- terrorist fist jab. Yeah. All right. I mean, I love to watch the man play, but come on, Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Hey, maybe Devontae Adams was just buying that house because Derek Carr said it would be a great real estate investment, and they're trying to get into the, the house flipping game and whatnot. Buy it for 12 mil, sell it for 18 mil. Yeah. Who knows? He's Mackenzie Rivers. Check him out. Fox Sports Radio, the Dream Preview Podcast. Always great catching up in studio with you, Mackenzie. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my Get everything you need to bet 
the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team conference and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today and get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the schedules here for Monday's action, and let's try and find some winning picks. And why not start in college basketball? Here's what we have on the schedule for Monday. The action will begin in the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Conference, not Creative Arts Agency. Delaware against Towson in the semifinal game there, and uh, no spread out just yet. You'll have South Dakota and South Dakota State in the Summit semifinal. You'll have Wright State against Cleveland State in the Horizon semifinal with Cleveland State as a one-point favorite. I've seen pick them here on DraftKings. Louisiana takes on Georgia State in the Sun Belt Championship game. No spread out just yet. Another championship game, tournament uh, bid on the line, Furman and Chattanooga in the Southern Championship. Charleston will take on UNC Wilmington in the Colonial Semifinal. San Francisco against number one Gonzaga here in Vegas. The West Coast Semifinal. Gonzaga is a 13-point favorite over San Francisco. Northern Kentucky will take on Purdue Fort Wayne in the Horizon Semifinal. And uh, per Northern Kentucky is a two-point favorite in that one. And then the nightcap here in Vegas, Santa Clara against number 19, St. Mary's in the West Coast semifinal. St. Mary's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I would go St. Mary's minus five-and-a-half. I'd go Gonzaga minus 13. I'd play a Gonzaga first half as well uh, for that. On your NBA schedule here on Monday, we got the Hawks at the Pistons. The Hawks are seven and a half point favorites. Bulls at the Sixers. Sixers are six and a half point favorites. The Rockets are at the Heat. Miami, 16 point favorites. That number's way too high. However, I love fading this Houston team after they just had an explosive second half to upset the Memphis Grizzlies. I will fade this Rockets team after that performance. So I'd actually look at the Miami Heat in the first quarter. Let's say they're laying four in the first quarter. I think that Miami goes into the second quarter with like an eight-point lead, like a six- to eight-point lead at the end of the first quarter. So Miami first quarter would be the way that I would look in that game. Blazers are at the Timberwolves. T-Wolves laying 15 and a half. 
That is just a crazy number. Spurs are hosting the Lakers. The Spurs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Lakers. How about that? And this, um, this, to me, seems like a seems like the Spurs are the play here. Fate of the Lakers after that win against the Golden State Warriors on Saturday. Which, if LeBron doesn't score 56 points, they don't even come close in that game. So, I'm going to fade the Lakers, and I'm going to take the Spurs. The Warriors are at the Nuggets, and um, no spread is out on that game just yet. You also have the Jazz at the Mavericks. Mavericks are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jazz. And then the late game, Sacramento hosting the Knicks. The Kings are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I am fading the Knicks at all costs after that win on Sunday night in L.A. against the Clippers. The Knicks won big against the Clippers. They snapped their seven-game losing streak. I will now fade the Knicks after that win and take the Sacramento Kings laying the three and a half in that game. Let's take a look at what's going down on the ice. We got a lot of heavy favorites here on Monday's schedule. Kings are at the Bruins. Bruins are minus 200, total of six. You got the Panthers at the Sabres. Panthers minus 280, total of six and a half. Maple Leafs at the Blue Jackets. Toronto minus 220, total of six and a half. Avalanche at the Islanders. The Avs are minus 210, total of six. The Oilers at the Flames. Calgary minus 190, total of six and a half. Edmonton's a desperate team. I just can't bet against this this, uh, Flames team right now. They, They... Beat Colorado in overtime. Johnny Gaudreau got the game winner. This team is playing great. They're in first place in the Pacific Division. Hard to argue anybody been hotter than the Flames. Yes, the pun was intended there. So I don't know if I can bet against them in this game, uh, even though the Oilers really need the points badly. Avalanche have lost two straight games. And they lose to the Coyotes. As heavy favorites. They lose to the Flames as a decent size favorite. Now heavily favored against the Islanders here. Do we back the Avs to snap this two-game losing streak? If you go throughout the Avalanche's schedule this season, they lost two, they lost three straight games. On October 16th, 19th, and 21st. They started the season in one and four. They lost three straight games. Since then, that's it. They lost two straight games to both to Columbus, which is crazy, right? That's the that was on November 3rd and 6th. That was the last time that they lost two straight games prior to to losing two straight here on Thursday and Saturday. And that was against the same team to Columbus on November 3rd and November 6th. They had not lost two straight since. And I'm going to bank on this team 
not losing three straight games. I will bank, I will back the Avalanche. It's a high number. Try and find a parlay partner or just lay it because they, they ain't losing three straight. And the Islanders haven't been impressive this season. I'm going to go with the Avalanche to uh, win this game. Maybe if you want to alleviate your risk, go on the puck line or on the 60-minute line for the Avalanche. The Bruins-Kings game is so interesting to me because both teams have been playing really well lately, but it's so hard for me to ignore the performance from the last time these two teams played in L.A., which was a couple of weeks ago. Maybe even less than that. It was actually, what was it? That was on February 28th. A little over a week ago. And the Bruins won 7 nothing in that game. 7 nothing. I It's just hard for me to get that out of my head, especially because I bet on the Kings in that game plus a goal and a half. And they get blown out 7 nothing. So I'm probably going to back the Bruins here at home. Although the one thing that gives me a little hesitancy is that the Bruins are returning home after a six-game road trip. Is that a fade spot or do you back them with a little home cooking here at home against the Kings um, who just won in Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah, I guess the Bruins are the spot for me. Hey, coming up this morning, uh, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal will join uh, Follow the Money. And at 8 a.m., David Thorpe from TrueHoop.com joins the program. It's coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Follow us all on the network at Live. Going to be an exciting week with college hoops uh, action here as the conference tournaments are underway and will get underway in the Power 5 conferences in a couple of days. This is The Look Ahead here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 